This Known Leader podcast is presented to you by your friends at Lifeway Student Ministry. We want to help you lead students to know God, own their faith, and make their faith known. You can find other incredible student ministry resources as well as future camp information at www.lifeway.com forward slash students. Welcome to another episode of our Known Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Prawl, and we are wrapping up this entire unit of study called Goodness Gracious. It's all about kindness, goodness, gentleness, and this is the fourth session. We're going to wrap all this up. I've still got Jeff Pratt in the studio with me this month. Uh, Jeff, how's it going? Great, Rick. You okay? I am good. Good, buddy. I'm good. That's one of those things we're talking about here. (laughs) Um, Jeff, we've been talking about this whole aspect from the aspect or all these questions from the aspect of God's nature and his character, that God is kind, he's good, and he's gentle. So this week we're going to kind of wrap it all up, and we've talked about this this first passage we're going to get into in just a moment for each one of these three sessions. These are a reflection of God's nature, and so now our question this week, why should I be kind, good, and gentle? So now we get to talk about them all at one time, which is helpful, and we're going to pick up with that first fruit, uh, that first life principle that why should I do this? Because they're fruit of the Spirit. Uh, Galatians five twenty two and 23, we've talked about that you know, for the last three sessions. Uh, why are these two verses important as we're talking about this aspect of us demonstrating kindness, goodness, and gentleness? Right. Well, and I think that's, you know, that's where we wrestle and we begin to struggle because, again, as we mentioned earlier, we, we want to look at that list in verse 22 and, uh, and even in 23 and kind of start picking and choosing right. which ones we feel like we're most comfortable with. And I think that they're, uh, you know, there's, there's a part of, of us uh, as we are created that we tend to be a little more, uh, we lean a little more towards some of these. And right. so I think we could even look at that even in a pre-salvation condition and say, well, you know, there's a couple of those that I think that I would, you know, that I could, I could fall into. The reality is, is that post-salvation, all of these things become who we are. Right. And it becomes who we are because of the character of God that lives in us. Now, obviously, uh, there's there's some challenge. And I think the challenge, the challenge really comes in verse 24 for us to understand. If we have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires, man, that has always been a very powerful verse to me because, you know, we, we want to talk about uh, these dualistic natures that live inside of us and we want to talk about uh, these things that still exist. Man, the reality is, is that, for for me, as I look at verse twenty four, something when I when I became a Christian, something was crucified. Right. Something was destroyed, and and I and I think there's there's a, there's an old nature in me that was destroyed with its passions and desires. Uh, man, I I know that before I became a Christian, there were some things that I was pa- that I was passionate about hmm. that I desired. That as a believer now, I no longer desire those things, and I think it's because that was crucified, that was dealt with. Uh, but there's still this flesh that I have to wrestle with every day, right? And so I've, I've got to remember, you know, I've got to make myself this mental note that says, you know, this the fruit of the spirit. It is who I am. But again, I've got to understand that there's still this daily battle going on that I've got to wrestle with the flesh, and that flesh wants to be self-preserving, and that flesh wants to take care of me. The flesh wants to make sure that it's all about me, and this fruit of the spirit wants to be completely opposite. That's right. Yeah, and that that is that struggle for students, and that's a good starting point You know, in this session. Uh, we're going to move from there. As, as Paul talked about the fruit of the Spirit, he also addressed the same idea in Colossians chapter 3. We're going to look at verses 12 and 13, that you know this, this idea of kindness, goodness, and gentleness, they're part of the fruit of the Spirit. 
Paul also identifies that they're a part of our character there in these verses. What do you see there? Well, and I think that's a great transition point because, as he says, you know, he identifies who we are. God's chosen ones, holy, loved. Then he talks about clothing ourselves. You know, the, the uh, HCSB says put on right. heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Uh, you know, and you would ask yourself the question, well, you know, man, if, if that's my character, why would I have to put those on? Right. You know, why would I have to clothe myself on a regular basis? And, and I think as we think about that, you know, every day that we get up, we've got, we've got to clothe ourselves. Right. We've got to decide whether it's the night before, that morning. Uh, you know, I've got, I've got this ritual. I'm sure you do as well. Every night I go pick up my clothes, iron them. I know exactly what I'm going to wear the next morning. Hmm. My wife doesn't iron them, I iron them. Uh, because I can <laughs> iron better than she can, I think. But, <laughs> but, I, but it's just, it's just. I know consciously that's what I have to do. That that's what I'm going to wear that day. I think as a believer in Christ, I've got to decide every day that I get up, what am I going to wear that day? Yeah. Am I going to wear the flesh? Am I going to let the flesh come out? Or am I going to? I'm going to. I'm going to wear the the nature and the spirit that God's given me. And so I just, I think even though it exists in me, I've got to make a decision every day that those things are going to come out of me. That's what I'm going to live out of. Yeah. Well, then and. Just kind of continue with that thought as students are listening to that and thinking, yeah, that, that makes sense. But how do I do that? How yeah. how do I put on kindness, goodness, and gentleness? Yeah, yeah, and, and I think I think it's not. I mean, here's to me, uh, and this may be semantical, but for me, I think it makes sense. If 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 we get up in the morning and say, you know, I think today I'll be gentle. I think today I'll be kind. I think today I'll be good. I think that isolates those those characteristics too much. I think right. what we have to do is to say, today, I'm going to live like Christ. Right, yeah. Now, if I can look at it that way, that encompasses who I am. Yeah. You know, I'm going to allow Christ to come out of me. I'm going to, I'm going to allow Christ to live through me. And, and, and it's going to be reflected, Rick, in the way I treat other people. Right. And I think what people have, have a struggle with understanding is what does it mean to live for Christ? And the reality is, for me, uh, obviously, it's to bring glory and honor to the Father. We know that. But man, it's how I treat people. Right. I mean, it's how I treat you. It's how I treat others around me. You know, that's how I can reflect the nature and the character of God. Listen, li- living for Christ in isolation—that's not difficult. Right. Now, and that doesn't mean I can't sin sitting by myself, but it's really in how I treat others. That's right. Yeah. Well, definitely. And and so they are a part of God's character. They're part of our character. You know, I, I really like this analogy of, of putting them on the whole idea mm-hmm. of clothes. It's like, you know, you talked about getting dressed, you know, in the morning, you know, my shoes don't just put themselves on my feet. I mean, I've got to work to get my feet into my shoes and get them tied up. I mean, that implies as you're looking at this analogy that there's going to be some work involved. I've got to consciously think about how am I going to display the character of Christ That's right. and, and, and be Christ reflection to the world, which leads into that third life principle is that, you know, why should I do all these things? Because they're a witness to others. First yep. Peter three, 15 and 16. Uh, what do you see there? And why is this even important to talk about? Yeah. Well, what's interesting is, and you and I both have teenagers is to think how much time I do our teenagers spend deciding what they're going to wear. Right. Now, if you got girls, it may be different than guys. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, there, there are sometimes, and if you got middle school guys, you even wonder if they even look at what they're wearing. Right. You know, I, when I was a kid, I, you know, I had to, I had to have granimals. I don't know if anybody <laughs> is going to understand what that is, but you know, that's where you had the tags that helped you match the, cl- yeah. <laughs> the the pants and the shirt. But our kids spend a lot of time on that right. because they want to make sure they present themselves well. That they, they want to make sure that when they go out in public, people look at them and see them, 
and and they see something they see something nice. And I think as we think about this, man, why should we do all these things? Yes, it is because it's a reflection of how we treat others. But more than anything, it is how we witness to other people. It is it is how we show who Christ is. Uh, I mean, when I became a Christian, it wasn't because somebody told me who Jesus was. It was because somebody showed me through their life who Jesus was. It's it's how somebody treated me. Um, and then and then I understood. I even asked a question to that person. I said, "Why why do you keep doing this?" And and it was it was because they were Christian. He said, you, you, "You're not going to understand this, but one day you will. It's just who I am." That's right. And so I, I think what we need to understand is, and, and Rick. I know you've been the same way. I've seen people that that try to witness to other people, and they're mean, and they're they're hateful, and they're not nice. And you think to yourself, how in the world does that person think somebody's going to listen to them? I mean, I'm going to listen to your life a lot more than I'm going to listen to your words. That's right. And I think the way that I live and the way we treat others, uh, you know, I want somebody to come to me and say, "Man, you just you're just different." You live differently. You know, we don't expect teenagers to be odd for God. Right. And I, I think that's that's this misconception that, you know, we want you to, to go to school and for teenagers to wear the T-shirts that say Turner, Burn, Fly, or Fry. Right. You know, carry their big family Bibles to, to, to the lunchroom and preach on the uh, tables. I, I, don't, I don't think that's what we're looking for. I think what Christ is looking for is teenagers who are gentle, who are kind, who are loving, uh, who, who display the character of God. And if you'll do that. People will come to you and they want to know why you're different. That's right. Yeah, and it goes back to that list. And I liked what you said that even though this study is on kindness, goodness, and gentleness, we don't just focus on those. There's also the whole you know being loving and and patient and yeah. self control. So, that's right. You know, we talk about this idea of of a, being a witness to others as well, and and we're familiar now. You know, for the last couple of years, you know, of the church that that protests at funerals of servicemen and and you know some of the signs they use, and that is certainly not kind, good, and gentle. And the witness they're promoting is is very negative. And you're exactly right. You know, why you know people look at that and say, why would I want to be a part of a relationship with a God if that's what He's like? We're talking about students living for Christ, living a Christ-like life that is a witness to others through their lifestyle. So, right, great example. Well, leaders, as we're wrapping up this session and this entire unit, question this week, why should I be kind, good, and gentle? The point is that you are a reflection of God to others, and we do that because these things are a part of the fruit of the Spirit, they're a part of our character, and they are a witness to others. Thanks for joining us this month. I hope this has been a good discussion with your students. Uh, join us again next month as we'll pick up a brand new unit of study. 